pod episode 93 uh today we are wrapping up most wanted uh by ray carson and um i'm gonna throw uh all of my audio equipment and my computer out the window and that's why i'm so pleasant (laughs) oh god um the more i read about audio equipment the less i understand so uh thanks for coming to my ted talk it's like parenting Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. It's identical, really. Mm-hmm. Hey, Miranda, thing. what are you drinking? Um, <laughs> I was going to let you take this one because you like to talk about beer. I do, I, but, but now I don't like to talk about anything. So can you talk about the cats <laughs> in the can? Okie So today, Kristen and I are drinking uh, Fort George's three-way IPA. Uh, I believe you had this actually in the pot already this season. Yes. Probably. Um, it's the one with the cats on it. Basically, Fort George does a collaboration with a couple other breweries. That's why it's called a three-way. Because Scandal. there's multiple. <laughs> um, but it's usually very it good. A it's a double Oh my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's a beer that usually comes out in the summer. And um, this year on the can, they have three cats, one for each brewery. So there's a guy in like a little flannel shirt playing the triangle, one in a baseball tee playing a tambourine, and a cat wearing sunglasses and a Fort George sweatshirt playing a saxophone. It's fucking adorable. If you want to know anything about the actual beer, ask Kristen, because I don't know, and I am just here to drink it. I, I was thinking of y'all the other day, because I went to the bathroom in Church Key, and when I shut the stall door on the back, someone had stuck a Fort George sticker on it, and I giggled to myself as I peed. <laughs> it was me. I was in D.C. without telling anyone. Yes, um, definitely. It was me. It's fucking rude. Um, it's very far away. <laughs> anyway sorry to be in a cross mood i just thought this was gonna work and then one of our split i just got a fucking new splitter because i could stop using my shitty old splitter and the new one stopped working and the shitty old one is working so great of course yeah i've been there that's not how the force works um it's beautiful okay great what are you guys drinking you're moving so soon. Oh my God, yes, we, we are. are. Our apartment is a disaster. It was Chris's disaster. birthday. Birth, 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 birth. It was. was it was Chris's episode, birthday. Though. It was last episode. But we can talk about it again. It was my birthday. Nobody cares, Congrats. Chris. Now you're not allowed to talk about it again. Uh, I'm just going to sit here and squeeze my potato. Please squeeze your potato. <laughs> um, I'm drinking tea because we went to brunch earlier, which was absolutely fantastic, except we made the critical mistake of then having to do things afterward. So oh, we've terrible been. Terrible choice. Yeah, so we've That's been regretting no. that for the past few hours. Yeah, no, I, I, I was shrunk and angry and on my period the entire day. That's a no for me, dog. But yeah, and, <laughs> and Chris had a great time. Chris had a fantastic time. Thanks for asking. Oh, no one asked how you were doing, Chris. <laughs> Chris, is that your birthday anymore? We are not obligated to be nice to you, so you can just sit down and shut up and squeeze your potato. <laughs> you still can't make human life in your uterus, so no one cares correct it's this true is, this is factually correct chris is a man without a uterus so this is 
All You're of so the above lucky. are true. It's the worst mm. kind of man to be, honestly. I know, I know, but actually. Is it? I mean, yeah. yeah, but also not having uterus sounds great. You know, pros and cons. <laughs> yeah, there's... Kate, what are you drinking? <laughs> I was going to say, none of the rest of us on this pod are any flavor of men. Um, I am having... Well, okay, so we tried to have a drink all the alcohol party yesterday except it turns out everybody's out of town or they don't love us so we did not get Fucking as much drunk rude. as possible i, I know and i would have blacked out i know it would have been great <laughs> um but one I of the things been there and i would have blacked out the sign of a good friend <laughs> at a drink all the alcohol party yeah like absolutely no, um, I mean, honestly, the last two weeks have been like, people are like, oh, are you sad to leave DC? And the last two weeks have just been like big piles of like, oh, let me invite all my friends to do something. Oh, uh, that's right. I have like three friends that are available right now. Oh, so God, no, so it's, it's going to get a hard summer. no. I, I have three friends. It's you guys. I was about to say, are they all on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all on this podcast. Um, okay, so I, things we still have in the fridge that I'm currently drinking because we need to get rid of it. The motherfucking Trader Joe's <laughs> brand White Claw in pomegranate flavor. And I'm also drinking tea. It is... We're also trying to kill all of the fucking... Tea flavored? Yes. We're trying to kill the, the all the loose stash tea that we have so we can like pack up the fucking tea tin. So this is the... Funnily enough, the Portland blend... It's got well, the Ooh, fruits. Portland Company. Yep. I got the fruits and the and the chocolates and the. Why are you poking me? What? I just wanted to. What the fuck is wrong with you? He just reached out and poked my foot. I'm feeling extremely loopy right now. Like I'm not drunk. I'm like extremely post drunk, but I'm just feeling extremely loopy right uh, now. Oh, we've okay. been drinking all day, and I was in a great mood, and then none of the audio was working, and now I'm just cranky. Oh, Drink I sobered more. up. Sorry. I sobered up while she was fighting the audio, and now my beer is not cold anymore because same, it took same. a long time. Sorry, so. we're all doing great. A plus. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's job, fine. These are seven point two percent, by the way. In case yeah. you missed that, we'll Ooh. be drunk by the end. That's for damn sure. Fabulous. <laughs> That's what friends are for. Do you guys like how I yeah. just sing on every podcast now? Every single it. one. I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tone deaf, so I hope everyone really enjoys it. You're very tone deaf. I am. <laughs> we don't even let Kate on our music episodes. <laughs> That's you true. Know? But to be fair, Kate's like, I don't want to be on y'all's dumb music episodes. I'm going to get drunk. Hey, and be hey, in hey, apartment. hey. Hey. Did not, did not call it dumb. There are no stupid episodes. You did Kristen, say, I don't want to be people. on y'all's music episodes. I'm going to go over here and get drunk on the couch. <laughs> TM. It, only slightly different from regular podcast recording. I was about to say, you can do that on the podcast. That's the, like, this whole situation. It's, it's true. Speaking of the podcast, I just kicked the shredder. Um, <laughs> what does that have to do with the podcast? The podcast? <laughs> um, nothing, but how do uh how do we talk about star wars should we do that oh speaking of queer speaking yes. of queer happy pride <laughs> happy pride happy pride all right um oh first topic's mine la 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 so i want to oh, mention official pod business i guess is the first question um not for on there great only private pod business only Ooh, you guys my favorite wish kind. you knew about private Yikes. pod business <laughs> Yikes. Really, a real look behind the scenes. The, the, we the goings. So the goings much on. Podcast. I'm fucking scared, guys. Um, yeah, no, uh, we'll talk to you off pod about. I had a question, but it's fine. 
Oh no! Now me and Miranda are gonna be stressed the whole time about oh, it. So someone stressed? should clap and then just address it. <laughs> oh, yeah. for real? No, Kristen and Miranda, can you guys just like come visit before you leave for the day? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure thing. Wait until we before we leave for what? Oh my god! Oh, never what? mind. What? It's it's an at work joke. Oh, oh I think. Yeah. Uh, no. Like no. Miranda your got it. Like, your yeah. boss is like, oh, can you just like, do you have a minute? Swing and you're away. like, <sighs> and you're like, yeah, I do. As soon as I, as soon as my heart restarts, uh, as soon as I pass out because I'm about to be fired, even though. Oh, Miranda got it. Miranda got it. Without but a care I in the world. What? I was, I'm, I'm unemployed right now. Thank you. Very I was much. just gonna say unemployed. I appreciate having Congrats. had to explain the joke. That always makes it better. That's the best kind of joke. That's it's the kind you have to explain. <laughs> Hi guys, we're back. It wasn't anything bad. Kate didn't fire us from um being being our boss she's not our boss which is honestly really shocking not. like i would have understood <laughs> oh my <But> god <laughs> well we're so like bad we're bad workers no one no one's fired we were just we're on a review it's gonna be fine oh my just keep doing your best god. maybe on like probation. a little bit better than your previous best and everything will be okay pod oh my god podbation what <laughs> what, <is> that, <laughs> what would that even look like that would be so Pro fucking sad <laughs> um jesus Female characters and likability. Uh, yes. Kate, yes. You had a point about this. This is sure. the beginning of the Star Wars content. Welcome to it. Yay. Uh, yeah. So this is a thing that I wanted to talk about last time, or rather, I brought. I mentioned last time that I want to talk about it on the wrap up. So, uh, I think. So this is a question that we get a lot of the time when we're looking at stories, especially I feel like more recently since we're a lot of stories these days feature anti-heroes um, is, is the main character likable and does the main character have to be likable for you to enjoy the story or relate to the main character or whatever the hell else. And of course, most of the time the main character is a dude because Star Wars. Yes. Also, patriarchy. Just, yeah. Also just generally, honestly, I mean, look at the fucking Marvel movies. Um, Yay, patriarchy. However, um, you br- if you when you bring women to this, it gets kind of interesting because then you get a lot of criticisms about, you know, what is a quote-unquote strong female character and for a lot of people, she has to look a certain way. Like, she has to be, like, kicking ass and not having a romance and, you know, just kind of like this... Lara Croft flavored rip off the oh, fatal have, have huge tits. What? Yes. And yes. skinny rest Actually, of her body. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or you know, and they're always described as being like cold and bitchy, and you know, all, all this other stuff. Like they're very aloof. Um, Retweet you, if you're cold and bitchy. Retweet. <laughs> <laughs> Rt. <laughs> um. And you know, it's just like. Well, if she were, you know, warmer or more charming, then maybe I could have been able to relate to her better, says a billion fucking book reviews, probably. Um, I think uh, probably a good, like, very Star Wars-centric examples of these are the fact that uh, we know that uh, from the Rogue One trailer to the actual release of Rogue One, Jin's character changed kind of a lot. Um, There are a lot of scenes and, like, sound bites used in the Rogue One trailer that were not actually in the final cut of the movie. And that's because, and we've been told this, um, they wanted to tone down um, some of Jin's character because they didn't think she was going to be likable if she was like, 
past a certain level of like sassy or, or caustic or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And the same thing with Haldo in The Last Jedi. They, again, kind of tried to like soften her up a little bit so she would be more, I don't know, palatable to the audience. Um, and which is all just annoying bullshit. And I want to talk about this in terms of Kira, especially because, I don't know, I feel like a lot there I feel like there are people in the fandom who are kind of lukewarm on her and I'm wondering how much of that is attributable to the fact that she's not like you know endearing in any kind of way like Leia Leia or Rey or Padme are um you know she's she's really tough she she's looking out for herself she is always thinking about herself first and these are all qualities that we've seen a million billion times in male characters but all of a sudden you slap it on a woman and people are like oh she's so selfish I don't like this character um so I just kind of wanted to dive into that because I think it's really important to talk about in terms of this book and in terms of solo. Do other people think suffering no fools is not endearing or I think it's great, but apparently other people do not. <laughs> I find it incredibly endearing. Yeah. I mean I like I kinda wonder how much of it is just because she isn't Leia. Mm-hmm. And like it's like, oh Leia's cool and everybody's pretty down with her generally speaking like obviously we still have the generally speaking oh my god <laughs> god generally organically speaking um i'm so sorry oh my goodness gracious but i feel like a lot of people are just like oh it's leia or bust basically and like there's still mm-hmm. the bullshit double standard i actually really liked kira in this book Mm-hmm. Um, Why do we think it's Leia or Bust? If I can interrupt Miranda for a second, she's looking at me with sad eyes. But um, but like, why do we think it's Leia or Bust? Why can't there be the fuck anyone else? Because women aren't allowed to leave the house ever, or have multiple different types of women, like unfucking heard of. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I. I, I... Honestly, I think it's it's that same it's the same crowd of Star Wars, you know, quote unquote fan who are the ones who say the modern ones aren't, you know, my Star Wars, whatever. And like, you know, Leia was kick ass, sure, but then they got a bikini scene out of it, so they don't care. Representation in my Star Wars, unbelievable. I mean, I also think that we are still talking about Amelia Clark. Let's this, this not get too carried away. Nice. I I. I also think that to a certain extent, um, the Leia depicted in the original trilogy is a little different from the Leia we get out of the sequel trilogy. Like it, until we see how much like pain she's gone through in her life, and um, you know what, how I guess like how her family life kind of falls apart. She, she's almost. A, she's almost portrayed as a woman who has it all. If you ex- if you just forget about the fact that her fucking entire planet blew up, which A New Hope does forget about that and doesn't let her think about it. Um, you know, she's she's beautiful. She's put together. She can run with the boys. She knows how to shoot a blaster. Um, she's a diplomat. She's all these other things. And I think that people are, I guess, used to that kind of image and kind of like, on the flip side, the image of like, classic Disney princesses um and if you bring anything else up it causes all that to fall apart and then people get angry about it are you saying that Leia's a Mary Sue 
Kate's can, yo, can we talk I, about the fact that I Han's a Mary Sue? Like, yes. We literally have <laughs> like we have a Han YA book in which he already is a fantastic pilot, already is great at Sabak, like already has all these skills, and like we had the solo movie in which again already phenomenal pilot and could beat Lando professional gander gambler at Sabak. Like Hunt doesn't develop skills. I mean, oh, I think has skills. Yeah, I mean, Leia's a Mary Sue in the same way that Ray's a Mary Sue. Like, they're both just really good at a lot of things. But I do think they are allowed to fail. But still, I think, I don't know. There's a certain there's a certain ideal that I think people want all of their woman characters to reach for. Yeah. Or something think... like, like, yeah. Or like, I mean, Leia's motivated by different things than Kira is, obviously. And I think, I don't know, like, Leia's this paragon of, like, purity and, like, selflessness and whatever the fuck and then people are just like why isn't everybody like this Mm -hmm. and i think that like when we look at kara in this book and in solo a bit when she has her moments where she's more brash and like assertive and doing things that maybe she shouldn't be doing people get like up in arms about it and like her showing any kind of opinion or strong decision making just gets a little uh yeah, definitely. I don't know what the word is, but I agree. And I also think there's something to be said for the fact that she doesn't wind up being like a holy. She's not a hundred percent like a good character. She's a very morally gray character, but that's because people aren't used to thinking about heroes as being people who are self-interested. Also, so mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like a lot going on. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it's it's interesting because I feel like Kira is one of the first explicitly morally gray characters we have in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, because it's, I mean, it's a story for 10-year-olds, to quote George Lucas. <laughs> and everybody's either good or they're not. And, like, that's obviously that's true in the original trilogy. And it's super true in the prequels with varying success. But it's kind of true in the sequels as well with... I mean, depending on how one views Kylo Ren and what happens to him in episode nine without getting into that. But like Chris, it's telling people about episode nine. Yes. I've actually already seen it. Nobody wants to hear your spoilers. Um, See, (laughs) I don't even think here is morally gray. I think she's like evil. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, I do. Like I, uh, uh, is, that, is that a hot take? I mean, she does rise pretty high in a major syndicate <laughs> by the end of Solo. Like, I think she her plan was always whatever the fuck was going to happen to make me be able to get whatever highest rank I can get and fuck everyone else over. I'm going to do it. I don't think she was like, oh, I guess I have the chance to kill this dude, so I'm going to have to do it because he's a dick. I think she was just always going to be like, how do I fuck everyone over and win? Quote, quote. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I guess thinking I don't know. about it. No, I mean, I, I think, don't. I think, I, I think she comes off as morally gray. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't see her that way. <laughs> <laughs> and this podcast is about me. Welcome to Kristen cast. <laughs> I could definitely buy into that argument. Um, a little bit like she we've seen it in the book like she's right like she's like i want power and influence well okay i think 
Okay, coming at this at this another way. How important is it to you that your care like that your that you like the characters in a book? Um, in, independent of whether or not they're evil. Yeah. So, like, you mean purely on a personality level? Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, I mean, it all depends. It all depends on the context, right? Like, it works here. I think because you have Han who is like such a fucking puppy dog and then you have Kira who's like the smart one and Sulo who is pure and everything. Well, I, I think I'm asking like supposing that the writing is all good and the story is there and everything like that and the character you're, you're, you have in your mind is, um, you know, three-dimensional and complex and fully conceived. Do you need to like them to enjoy the book? Having just read Alphabet Squadron, I'm going to say no. Mm. And... We should continue. We should continue this discussion now, but also bring this up when we read Alphabet Squadron because two of the characters in Alphabet Squadron, out of like the five members of Alphabet Squadron, are like objectively unlikable. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I will say that I, I think like quote unquote likability is not something that I particularly care about. Um, but I feel like I do like main characters and. I mean, sometimes I hate them, but, like, I enjoy liking that, if that makes sense. Like, I, yes. I enjoy, like, having characters that aren't necessarily likable and that are, you know, more complex or whatever bullshit. Because <laughs> um, I think that's, like, a really interesting uh, way to approach storytelling. Mm-hmm. Is to not have, like, some, you know, classic hero as the main character right see i find kira more likable and like i i more like hate that i like her because i think she's an evil character (laughs) (laughs) but i find her likable because i'm like i fucking get that she wants everyone to like be chill with her and like listen to her sometimes it'd be like that (laughs) i'm actually with you Kristen. i i find her likable just because and we've talked about this with specifically Snap Wexley, but like what I like in characters is competence. And that's mm. why I hate Snap Wexley so much. But like <laughs> I and as somebody who like when I was a kid, like Luke Skywalker kind of annoyed me <laughs> in A New Hope and Empire. Let's be real. Um, like it's like I, how I hate Winnie the Pooh because I think he's an idiot. <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> Exactly oh my like fucking god! What? I did not know that. Oh yeah. Wait, really? Are you guys not aware of this hot take from Kate? Kate despises Winnie the Pooh. Surprise. <laughs> um, but anyway, but yes, like I. Oh so silence, to me, Kira like, is likable. Be- like, but again, that's just on me personally because, like, I look for competence in characters, and that's what I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I'll throw my hat into that ring. I also really liked Kira. I okay. think I said that uh, near the top of the podcast, but like I found her to be very interesting, and I like I just think there was a lot about her um, ambition in this that I was like, yeah, she like knows what she wants and she's gonna go get it. Mm-hmm. It's like she might be evil, who's to say? Jury's still out, but uh, she's like badass and doesn't give a fuck what you think. And then I guess my other question, like, along these lines would be, you know, how many 
female characters do we get in media generally who we dislike but also we enjoy their characters on this kind of a level and i'm having a hard time myself thinking i mean kylo ren i'm asking about female characters oh i'm sorry i crucial thing i missed. kylo ren <laughs> noted female character <laughs> noted give female brian young another 30 tweets character. he'll find a way to make it happen oh my god um, but yeah, no, I'm trying to think like it literally in any, any media franchise or anything else. And I'm having a hard time right now coming up with anything. So that sucks. I am not a person, so I'm not helpful. I'm not a person. <laughs> uh, Star Trek. I think I would say there are some. Okay. Nice. But cool. okay. <laughs> We're all just like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, right. I've, ne- um, I, I've never heard of Star Trek. Is that a thing? It's, it's oh my god! It's similar yet different. Is Kristen, that the one similar with the, the big like hairy guy? Mm-hmm. Who like? Yeah, it's the same. Yes, thing. that's Star Trek. Absolutely. Absolutely. We also <laughs> all went to Georgetown. I hear. Um. Uh. <laughs> I hit too close to home there, didn't I? You're a bum. Some of us didn't want to be Jesuits without a metro stop. Okay. <laughs> Some of us didn't want to take the SAT twos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what a fucking mood! I'm so upset that you said that. Oh, oh my god. Jesus Christ! Sorry, you Miranda just brought us out of the fucking bit by talking about SAT twos, <laughs> and I just respect it so aggressively. <laughs> Oh God! Are those oh, still boy. a thing? Do kids still have to do that? Felicity Hoffman's kids sure don't. Never, never oh my God! Called the SAT twos anymore. I no, they were they were them. they were called the SAT subject tests Whatever. by the time we took them. Oh, maybe not you, Kristen. I think maybe me and Kate were the first time they were called subject tests. I think that's right. I don't fucking know. Some of us didn't want to take SAT subject tests. <laughs> Some of us had to Some retake us. SAT subject tests because we got like massive nosebleeds in the middle of it the first time. <laughs> God, I forgot about that. Oh, God. Chris, why do you have so many problems? Hey, that's not the worst thing that's ever happened at the SATs. Yo. Also. That's a story yeah. for off the pod. Yo, when I took the SAT2s the first time, I my mom got mad at me because she forgot that I was taking multiple ones. So it wasn't just the morning session. So she like came to pick me up after the morning session and then like i wasn't there and she thought i just like went over to someone's house without telling her and i got like a really grumpy voicemail from her when i got out of the fucking test having like bled all over the goddamn scantron (laughs) (laughs) jesus noel chris you you better not be at so-and-so's house i can't believe you did that i hope you never start a star wars podcast how disappointing Yeah, it was it was weirdly specific at the time, but prescient, really. Oh my fucking god! I hope you never. I hope you never have so many plastic toys that they take up a whole table. She said, looking at all of her Funkos. Oh Yo, I fucking bubble wrapped all our Funkos on Friday. That took a longer time than Why did I'm you pleased to admit. Wrap them. So they don't die in the box? I took them off of their bases and threw them into a (laughs) container. (laughs) They hurt my children, but those springs are really resilient. Yeet. Um, Yeet. Okay, so as we've we've been talking about literally nothing, (laughs) 
I, I've still been racking for. I don't. I feel like I don't watch enough movies to even answer my own fucking question. Like, uh, I mean, it's it's so the problem. Yeah. For me, at least. Yeah. Is it's hard because even when you do get those characters in movies, they're hot, so it's hashtag redeemable. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, that's a fucking correct take, Chris, and I hate saying that to you. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> like, like that's that's part of the problem because that's what our media does where oh. like if you're hot anything is forgivable oh that was a hashtag hot take we're not even talking about anything are we still on the first thing <laughs> yeah that's why i told y'all to shut it <laughs> I can't. I'm I can't. Broken. um um but yeah i mean yeah i know but i'm having trouble with it t- i mean and again that's kind of why Star Trek is really the thing that's coming to mind because, yeah. and this is not a blanket statement because Star Trek has a lot of complicated and difficult history with how it treats women and particularly how Gene Roddenberry treated women. Yikes. But women in Star Trek, particularly in the later incarnations of it, like post Next Generation, are kind of seen in these more, uh, are seen in these positions of power, are seen in these, you know, more uh i'm trying to think how i want to frame this but less emotional uh attitudes kind of like the stoic captain you know kind of like uh patrick stewart and all that and like and currently in star trek discovery like the main character is uh Sonequa martin green who is amazing but also like she's her character is this is not a spoiler it's literally her backstory but she was raised by vulcans and so she doesn't emote very much she's also kind of a fuck up right oh she's a she's a whole she's a whole deal right right. you should all watch star trek but she's fantastic as a character no she's she and she and she is absolutely fantastic as a character and it is this kind of like do i like her do i hate her like because like she keeps feeling sorry for herself but also what she did was really bad like so like she probably should be feeling sorry for herself and it's just like and then she's like, and then she like keeps pushing people away because of the Vulcan thing, and it's just like, it's interesting. So like, and and she is a somewhat unique character to kind of bring it back to what you were saying. Like, I don't know that there's a ton, right? Like, I was just thinking to myself, like, if Game of Thrones had been written anywhere near well, like Daenerys could have been that character for like you know for a oh, lot of people. Sansa, and- ah, retweet yeah. if you're a whole deal. <laughs> I mean, Sansa is my favorite, favorite favorite Game of Thrones character because I am on brand. But yeah, <laughs> I'm also yeah, a I whole mean, deal because I'm a human person. Kristen, I think I I know <laughs> legitimately. I think Sansa is the the platonic ideal of the unlikable character that everybody loves. Because mm. there's not one. really a single moment where and this is partially the writing as well, but there's not really a single moment where like Sansa is meant to be super likable. Mm-hmm. Like when she's young, she's supposed to be annoying. Mm-hmm. And when she's older, she's supposed to be also annoying, but like, again, more. like kind of quote unquote bitchy. Mm-hmm. And more competent though. Yes. And Definitely. I guess, Chris, you were saying earlier that like you're really drawn to competent characters and I feel like that's what happened there. Oh, so no I question think- at all. 
depending on how you feel about what makes a female character likable, you know. That could be yeah, a thing. and and then you look at Sansa and like the massive following, like not following, but like the massive fan base that Sansa and Sophie Turner have from this role. Praise the Lord. Uh, because, uh, and you know, and, and again, this is one of the few character arcs that was done moderately well. Although, again, there are issues with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I think she is kind of the example of the unlikable character who everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the, I, I, I think I, I kind of mentioned this as kind of an open-ended topic, especially because we can't. It's hard to talk about it with any. I don't know, authority or anything like that because there there are so fucking few of them in in like really prominent media, like so few characters like this. So, I don't know. More Kira, please. But except I don't think we're going to get any because people I feel like I think from Star Wars Celebration, I think I found a lot more Kira fans than I expected to, but at the same time, I think the perception of the general public and probably higher ups at Lucasfilm is that people didn't really glom onto her as much as they did to Leia or Ray or Padme. So, mm-hmm. is she going to show up anywhere else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> More female writers is what I heard you say. That is what I said. Yeah, uh, I might <laughs> be. I might be skipping ahead a couple of topics with this comment, but I feel like part of that is due to the fact that she didn't really have a whole lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. And like. I I would probably say that I was pretty neutral about Kira. Like after just seeing Solo, a yeah, year for ago. sure. And now that I read this book, I was like, oh shit! Like, yeah, I. Now I really want to know more about her. I want to get more of her background, and you know, some of those filler years between Han, um, leaving her behind, and her being pretty high up in Crimson Dawn. Um, I would love that. That'd be that'd be so fun. Yeah. But, I don't think the film gave us an opportunity to... Not that I think that, like, people would like her more if she did have more screen time um, because of the whole likability thing, and she's not exactly, like, as we've been discussing, the most morally righteous character. But Mm -hmm. I think it's worth at least getting more screen time for her. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would is, love it. It's this is the oh, way sorry, I think about Jin, mm-hmm. and like Jin's super dead. <laughs> she is sure like, is. We don't have an option. Got super and I'm blown like, up. Great. What? Which British British actresses can we cast next to be brown haired? But also <laughs> like, like Jin is a fucking interesting character. And was way more interesting when she was like fleshed out in the books. See mm-hmm. all of our episodes about Rebel Rising and other shit. Um, but like, I think she has the same thing going for her, except for like she's dead. So like, we're not like let's get a <laughs> Rogue One two. <laughs> and you know that's a great point, actually. You know, I I, I mentioned Jin and Haldo as characters that they toned down for the movies you know, from the original drafts of the scripts or whatever. They're both dead, so that also is great. <laughs> How dare you? Do whatever you want. I'm Amal and Haldo lives on in my life. <laughs> I know. In my I heart. know. I know. But, I mean, so does wow. Jin. Fuck. It's, 
I just realized that. Now I'm angry. Yeah. Cool yeah. story. That's right. Great. Uh, great. And great. It's cool story. All right, I'm going to crack fun. this White Claw now because I'm angry. I mean, Black you're going to get angry because I'm about to talk about John Kasdan, but like... Why Ugh. are you doing that? One of the more... One of the... Again, just super frustrating things about Kira's character is that she kind of feels like she was an afterthought in the movie and then they were completely unprepared for people to like her. And then, but at the same time, Solo was like, fairly or not, regarded as being a less than fully successful movie. And so I think they were not prepared with more Kira content in the pipeline. And the question is, did they feel motivated to make it? Right. Because so much of, oh, I'm sorry, last thing, but because so much of, and we don't talk too much about behind the camera stuff on this podcast, but so much of Solo's production was so fraught and so many of the details were still being finalized all the way up to it. The mall cameo was like one of the last things they put into the film. And that was like way at, like Ron Howard was like already on the project. Like that was when the Kasdans were kind of reasserting control over the script. And that was not a thing that was planned. And so like that to me is like the like epitome of they did not, they didn't have a ten-year plan for Kira. No, absolutely not. And I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna bring up motherfucking um, John Kasdan, uh, I mean, the way he described Kira when they asked when they asked him like, you know, what was your what was your conception of this character? What he said was, Kira is a stand-in for all the girls in high school who I tried to ask out, and they turned me down. Great. I hate him so much. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to see there. Now. I know. We, we try to be professional about people behind the books and camera and everything in star wars i hate him i mean he's he's a he's a really toxic dude i'll and be I professional hope he, i hope he does not get another star war i'll be professional about that man when he decides to be a professional human being yeah anyway can people give me more kira i was literally literally standing in line at the store uh at star wars celebration this guy was like there are no kira t-shirts and i'm sad like some random dude who had Aww. flown to chicago from another country to like do star wars celebration i was just like kira right on bro but That's anyway a- it's really interesting like and this is this is a topic for another episode and then we can move on but like because we're like 45 minutes in well, I mean, to be fair, like half of that's going to get cut out because we're talking about nothing. But that's go on. true. But like, <laughs> it's kind of it's interesting how often Star Wars seems unprepared for people to love characters who they are not who are like there are characters shoved in front of them and people glom onto the people who are not shoved in front of them, like Kira, Ray Sloan, um, frankly, the entire cast of Rebels. Yes, like. Say again, sorry. I said Zuvio. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yes. Um, the I dis- drag Heath like that on the podcast. Oh, Heath. Um, He's gonna be a dad, guys. That's weird. Dad. Um, but like, but you sorry. you have Ew, all these. Than I thought. Wow, I yep. hated that movie right along. But you or, have all these incredible. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just want to throw in like the entire cast of Resistance for Christ's sakes. Oh, fucking tell me about it. I mean, but you have like all these things that they're putting in front of us and people love them so much and they're just always unprepared for their success. And I would absolutely say that's the case with Rebels. It is... Resistance. It Well, both. It yeah. was... It was. I would say it was the case with Rebels until the final season. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Because there was never any like merch and never any tie-ins. And when there was merch, Kanan was white. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 
Um, but then Thanks resistance. Nobody even mm. knows. Nobody even knows resistance exists, and that's after we've had a Star Wars celebration where it was presented. Like it's insanity. There, stress and bonkers. And it's and it's so. It's one of the things that is frustrating about this, you know, massive multimedia universe that we keep talking about. Like, because we talk a lot about about all the opportunities that there are for highlighting different characters and different media and combining them all. But if you're not prepared to support the characters you're creating, then it creates the vacuum of people want these characters and they don't exist or more about them doesn't exist. And that, I think, is something that so far we've seen Kira fall into. Who knows? Like, there's, you know, looking at the timeline, they could have looked at Solo and been like, hey, Kira's a great character. Let's start developing more content for her. And we wouldn't know it by now. That's entirely possible. But... As of what we know right now, it feels like Kira has fallen into that trap. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a trap. It's a trap. On a happier note, I just want to really quickly talk about how uh, Ray Carson is clearly a giant fucking Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and I'm so here for it. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to get into Easter eggs later on, but like Han's entire person in this book is just one giant Easter egg. And I love it so very much. That is a fucking mood. Yeah. <laughs> if it's yeah. to the point where like I can recognize Easter eggs like for days. Yes. Like, <laughs> but it, but like not in a cheesy way either. Which, like, no, I think it all it all worked like very well in the context of the story and of the dialogue. But it was just amazing like how many there were. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like if you if you know if you were um you know a person in, in the the general age range for you know the YA category of book and you were reading this and you had never seen the original trilogy you would have completely missed them but for people like us who are monsters like it was just like hit after hit and I was just like yeah yeah it's just it's always really fun and you know credit to both Delray and Disney Hyperion because it feels like almost every author who writes Star Wars these days has this but it's just really fun when their enthusiasm just really oozes off the page like that because mm-hmm. like they're like in the case of this book like ray carson like slipped in all these references but like in ways that made sense and not in the like kind of stereotypical sci-fi tie-in and then they weren't the george they're looking for wink wink like, right. <laughs> yeah. but like with things that actually made sense in like context and it like you could like it's just it's palpable how much fun ray carson had writing this book and it's just a lot and, it, and that makes it so much fun to read exactly like i i just i love knowing that all these authors are such giant fans and giant nerds and we're also like you know we're getting um authors who are we're mixing in authors now who are younger than george lucas whose like own original writing has been influenced by star wars and so you know just like having all older than george lucas <laughs> right <laughs> uh, but you know like you know folks like tim zahn are probably like of a of a generation probably with george lucas more or less but um you know folks like ray carson or dj or even claudia gray like they all you know they're just, they're just like us and i love it so much yeah <laughs> all right um so miranda you started talking about this a little bit um mm-hmm. but i did want to talk about for all of us like how does most wanted change how you view solo it makes me like it a little more. Yeah. Like, I didn't I did not not like it. I thought Solo was, like, a decent movie. Um, I, I think we touched on it last pod. It's not one that I've seen since it came out. But, like, it was <laughs> yes. fun and served its purpose. But now that I've finished this, I'm like, well, shit, maybe I should go watch Solo again with, like, a deeper understanding of 
kind of where a lot of the characters, and by a lot, I mean all two of the characters uh, mm-hmm. are coming from. Um, you know, I want to go back and like get that Kira content, and I want to go back and see like what drives a young Han and see how that manifests itself in him. Yeah, totally. I mean, I appreciate that it. I think I, I, I talked about this a lot in the first episode, but this book made Kira into more of a a person than you know, which is not a knock on Amelia Clark or her performance or anything that uh, that that's like purely criticism of the script because I can tell like she pulled everything out of that script that she humanly could mm-hmm. um so I liked seeing that ex- definitely seeing that extrapolated onto the page for the younger version of her yeah I think just off topic but going off what you just said Kate like Amelia like whatever you think of Solo Amelia Clark's performance is Carrie Fisher levels of taking things that mm-hmm. are not in the script and putting them in there and, and making yourself a character. Absolutely. Because she was supposed to be, like, I just said it, John Kazan wanted this woman to be a cardboard cutout, so cheers to that. Give Amelia Clark a script that's worthy of her, for I the know. love of God. I know. She's great at acting. Mm-hmm. Um, she really is. I just took my, I just took my tiny um, mall bobblehead off of my toy shelf um, because I it just makes me love Solo even more because I already loved Solo and I already loved Kira because I fucking love them all mm-hmm. and that's a whole ass thing <laughs> <laughs> so great now I'm just playing with my ball bobblehead he's very tiny he's Fine, got two Chris's- legs which is not how his life works anymore but <laughs> It's fine. Chris is squeezing his potato like a like like a good person. Good boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for me, it didn't change how I view Solo as much. It did a little bit because it you know it does give you that added context. But for me, it was a testament to how much the good aspects of Solo really hit, and specifically the the acting and the characters mm-hmm. because. There was no part of this book where I imagined Han and Kira as anybody but Alnair and Ragnar and Amelia Clark. Mm-hmm. And like thinking back to Thrawn Alliances, which is like my favorite, one of my favorite canon books, and I love it. But like, and I think Kristen, you and I talked about this on the pod when we read it. We like hear different versions of Anakin when we yeah. read that book. I very much hear Matt Lanter, and you heard, if I remember correctly, Hayden Christensen. I do, and because I would, I would like Hayden Christensen to have a better time. Yeah, dude, what a script, and that book lent itself to that. Yeah, and it's it's a testament to, particularly Alden, I think, but because Amelia Clark, it's a testament to her, her acting for entirely different reasons. Right, but, Al- but I think Alden as Han underrated, in my opinion. Oh, agreed. Like so it's good. like how easy would it have been to just read this as like a younger Harrison Ford? And, like, Alden was, it was, honestly, that was basically a no-win scenario of trying to play young Han Solo. Absolutely. And he did it, you know, again, whatever you think of the movie, he did a really good job. Kate, I want to hear your answer to this question, because I know you love Solo as a movie. Okay. I I answered it already, but. Well, yeah, you answered, I think you, I think Kate answered it earlier, like. 
in a way that made sense. Okay. Wait, thought, what are you asking me about specifically, though? Like, like, how does it, how does it make you view the movie? Does it change how you view the movie? Because I think you talked, you talked a little bit about it, like inter- when you were like introducing the question. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Does it make you like the movie more, or does it like? I think I, I mean, I think I agree with you that I, I think I appreciate the performances more. I think I, I mean. More, more than anything, the fact that they could perform at such a level when that the production on the movie was such a goddamn clusterfuck. Trash fire, TM. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I've got really anything beyond that, personally. Fair. But um, Thanks, Mom. That was a good question. Does that make you want to hashtag make Solo 2 happen? <laughs> okay. So, Chris, can you remind me who it was that started this hashtag? It was one of the podcasts, I think. The, was it? One of the other Star Wars podcasts. Yes. Oh, then I don't know the answer. Damn it. I forgot who it was. My bad. Anyway, a few weeks ago, some folks started a hashtag that's literally just make Solo 2 happen because it was the one year anniversary of the movie being released. And, um, you know, it was not actually a failure by any stretch of the imagination because it's still like raked in an incredible amount of money because Star Wars, but people were all like, this movie didn't do as well, and it wasn't that good, and the production production was a fucking hot mess, which is true, but I mean, whatever. Um, so there, it, it's highly unlikely that we're going to get a direct sequel to Solo, and also, per, for me personally, I don't think I want a direct sequel to this particular story. Like, for me, what I've been saying is that, you know... Lucasfilm at one point was kicking around a quote-unquote, you know, criminal underworld sort of movie um, that would feature Boba Fett, and that was going to be the Boba Fett movie. Um, And I would actually, like, I don't need a Boba Fett movie, but I would actually like to see something like that, but involving, you know, some sort of, like, gang gang warfare between all the criminal syndicates and have Crimson Dawn be heavily involved in that, and Maul and all the, and Kira and all those, like, upper-level folks. I think that would be really really fun first mm-hmm. and like so do y'all need a direct sequel to solo what would you kind of rather have instead of not have at it <laughs> yeah i i don't need a direct um sequel to solo like we know plenty about han I, he's a great character but that's not the point of like having this entire uh, expanded universe. What I do want to see, especially now that we've made it through Most Wanted, is more Kira. Mm-hmm. And so we we were touching on this a little bit earlier, but I'd love to see something about like Kira rising through the ranks of Crimson Dawn, and like that could very well go into the kind of criminal underworld thing that you were just talking about. Yeah, absolutely. But that's. That's the solo two that we deserve. I would also absolutely take a Lando movie about him first meeting Sana and then just turning that to like some kind of like crazy heist on the run from the galactic police. <laughs> like, yeah, sounds lit. Also, in that would be so fun. I yeah. want anything with Maul in it because he's one of the most compelling, most interesting characters with a super fucking interesting backstory that no one knows. Great. <laughs> Maul is the best change Tristan's mind. <laughs> right. I Yeah, I don't want a direct sequel to Solo. And this is like, I feel like I've complained about this 
on the pod. I know I've complained about it off the pod. Like, <laughs> not everything needs to be a prequel or a sequel. Like, not like there are stories that you can tell, and they can even involve some of the same characters without it being a prequel or a sequel. Like, it doesn't need to be solo too. It can be the story of Kira. It can be the story of Lando. It can be the story of Chewie. Like, it can be so many other things or if it's something in the style of twilight company where like you know han pops up but he's never actually like named in it like exactly that would be cool exactly like like you think about like two of the more well-regarded stories that have come out of the new canon in rogue one and last jedi and not like i would not like i would not consider rogue one a it's you know technically a prequel but i would not consider it a prequel to a new hope it's a completely standalone story that they felt needed to be told in and of itself being a story the last jedi is i think it's fair to say not the story that anybody thought we would get from the last jedi and not the story anybody thought they wanted but it was incredible and Speaking it like story, took star wars in new directions yeah exactly last jedi. exactly so like i i just i hate like pe people like the normals on the internet need to stop <laughs> assuming that creatives have imaginations that are as small as their own oh sick burn jeez i'm sorry it's like the, these people get paid to create content for a reason and that's because they are more creative than i am for example like i don't presume that i can come up with a concept for a solo sequel that is going to be great. Chris, did you just literally poke the leg of this chair and creak it? Yes. Some people get paid to be creatives because they're uncles, though. I mean, oh. okay, that's true. Some people... <laughs> that argument falls apart really quick if you examine it, so let's just not look at it and move on. <laughs> also, and Yes. I want that. If it's is gay, she is. And awesome. Change my fucking mind. We stand. Okay, wow. Social media questions, mom. Yeah, we sure do. Okay, uh, or rather, we have a. Eh, yeah, no, we have their questions. All right. Um, so both. <laughs> of, what I don't know. Does it end in a question mark? I uh, question. Yes, mark? they're more yes, of social does. media comments than questions. Okay, but Jess's question ends in a question mark, but is also just dragging us. <laughs> you deserve it. All right, so both of these are from um, at Space Jess with four S's on Twitter, um, a friend of the pod, co-host of Lousy Beautiful Town, um, wonderful human being. Co-host of our hearts. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Best roomie ever at Star Wars. Co-host of the nap room, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, best, one of the best roomies ever at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. <laughs> um, so... She wanted to point out, so our last episode, we were talking a little bit about a little bit about Maul and very briefly mentioned we weren't we were interested to know and weren't sure how he he would react to Kira as, um, you know, a woman who knows her own mind and who is um, going to be quite in control of his uh, many metaphorical spider legs of crime. Um, <laughs> I was going to say his many legged organization. Yes. <laughs> Um, and just wanted to point out, so um, she says, Maul was raised on Dathomir, which is very much a matriarchy with the Night Sisters. So I feel like he might be better with powerful women than most characters we encounter in Star Wars. Or maybe it's made him resent them. Who knows? Personally, I feel like it's probably more of the second one. But Listen, it's fucking complicated. That's why Maul is such a good, interesting character. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, it's so it's interesting because like, do we do we know when Maul was taken? 
from Dathomir. I don't I, think so. I'm I, under the impression he was like an infant. Yeah, I, I, I've always been under the impression that he's he was young because he didn't even know he had brothers. Like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Take, did, who took him? Sidious. Oh shit! I know when he took my heart. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> but but we do know like that he obviously got back to Dathomir and like had. Probably as close a relationship with Mother Talzin as with anyone in his life. And was also, you know, looking back at um, Son of Dathomir, which was the Dark Horse comic that came out, I think. I want to say right before the Great Uncannoning and so still matters. Um, (laughs) Like, he is, like, extremely broken up when Mother Talzin dies. Hmm. So. That's interesting to me because I seem to remember, so when we first get to Dathomir in the clone wars and um i think i think it's anakin and obi-wan are visiting the village where the night brothers live because they're trying to investigate what where the fuck savage press came from um i, th- I think the it's attitude is just like oh god the night sisters are here again what the fuck do they want so i don't know like but then again of course he didn't if he was if he was taken as an infant he didn't grow up with that so i don't fucking know it's an interesting question yeah, I mean, I, I wish we knew more. The Clone Wars, what? That's Don't a really all? good arc. Yeah, yeah. Twist your arm. It's a fucking great arc. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's a no. I think I think it's an open question. It's a, it's an interesting one. I would like. Well, certainly, Kristen would like to know more about about Spider Mall. Some of us. Kristen would... hates Mall. So it's just. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, my God. All right. So the second thing Jess sent in, um, she says, hi, please discuss how much Kira has changed from Most Wanted to Solo. Uh, I think we talked about this um, on this last episode quite a bit. But I mean, she's I feel like her her core like skills are all definitely there, but she's also a lot more jaded and she's a lot more sure about what she wants. And as soon like after Han Laser, she's like, well, every woman for herself guess I better get to doing murder so I don't get murdered <laughs> over here. Happier with her mouth o- more open. Great. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I like think that she fundamentally doesn't really change that much. Um, like you said, mm. she gets a little more jaded. Uh, I think she gets a little more life experience and I, I think we might have touched on this a little bit talking about Han in the first episode about his, like his uh, progression as a character from like what we see here versus uh, the original trilogy where he just he sees some more shit he gets some experience and like it just makes him a lot more cynical and I think that's kind of what happens to Kira like I think a lot of the the same her same traits are there like she's just kind of living the life that she saw for herself she's doing the things she was doing before it's just now instead of being you know on kind of a an underdog gang she's like with this major syndicate yeah i she's it's she's different but she's not like to me she's fundamentally the same person but like some of the rose-colored glasses as much as could be possible when living in a sewer have been (laughs) like chipped away like because she is still self-interested and she is still calculating but what she's lost is the desire to, like, help anybody but herself, frankly. Like, if it doesn't benefit her. And, you know, that's not a negative. It's just who she is. 
it's her reality yeah and like and it's and i do and i do think i agree with you marina i think it's a lot of it's just because she's seen some shit like she's experienced more one rarely comes away from being branded thinking that it was a positive experience like she's she's gone through a lot and so like i i think it's the biggest change is that she has decided that she cannot afford to look out for anybody who is not herself what do y'all having re- having read most of it? What do y'all make of her in the movie telling Han kind of repeatedly, "You have no idea what I've done. I'm not a good person." Like, is that kind of an admission of guilt, like Black Widow with the with the red in her ledger, or is that her just kind of stating a fact? Or do you think she just doesn't let herself think about it even? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All the above. <laughs> is that an option? Okay. I mean, I think she's complex enough to be like, hey, no one wants to think about this, but also I'm not sorry, but also no one wants to know this about me. Yeah, and I think that's exactly the situation, and I think that is only really complicated by the fact that like she hasn't seen Han in a couple years. Mm. And so it, we don't really have anything with like between the end of Most Wanted and them um, at the beginning of Solo. But I assume a lot. So, I mean, we don't know, like, if she did anything shitty in that period. But it's pretty safe to assume, based on her, like, trajectory, uh, that it all kind of happened after that. And, like, she hasn't seen Han since before that started. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I was, like, an okay person then, but this is who I am now, and it's not great. See, and and I'm also of the thought of like, just because she's like, you don't know what I've done, what I've been through, doesn't mean it's like bad. It just means it's like fucked up. Because there can be things mm-hmm. that she's had to do that like were okay. Now, now I can say it that were morally gray. <laughs> <laughs> that like weren't good, nor were they bad, but like that she's like yeah that was fucking traumatizing you don't know what i've done that's another way to kind of think of it i think yeah totally yeah especially because i always got like creepy predatory vibes from boss's character and it's like i don't know what your job was when you were lower on the ladder but you're an attractive woman who is young and money is money and yikes (laughs) Yeah, I'm like maybe she had to go to Force Planets to get mall new legs, but some of us are one track minded. <laughs> oh my god! All right, all, all right. right. That also would have been fucked up and hard, right? <laughs> what? So anyway, Easter eggs. <laughs> um, I've got like a we, few, we have but a most of long hung list. I mean, uh, I, so I, I I categorize this Han's entire existence because literally everything that comes out of his mouth is an Easter egg. Um, I think one of the things that I want to highlight is um, he tell you know Kira asks him about his family and he tells this like ridiculous story about his dad was um, a prince who like ran away and got married to like whatever the fuck and I I think that's a, probably a callback to. Um, Han's backstory, at least in the Legends universe, where he's actually like long lost royalty from the House of Solo of Corellia and whatever the fuck else, and it was ridiculous. Um, but I I enjoyed that she kind of like is that a Legends thing? Yeah, I didn't God. know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. 
Thanks, mom. Is, yeah, um, so can you just weird. go down this list? Wait, can I? Is she sure. gonna go yeah. through all of them? You can go. Th- you I, can, I mean, you can go through them. I had a favorite one. Great. Yeah. Let's. Oh do my god. W- let's do one. Fa- I'm just saying. We're at some minutes. Um, let's each do one favorite, and then have someone go through all of them. Okay. I mean, okay. I think I talked about mine in a previous episode, but it's the. Are you sure that's how the force works? Son of a bitch. That's what Miranda's was. <laughs> I was gonna be. Kristen. Um, mine was a Kira one. Okay. Okay. So if Chris takes the "You sure that's how the force works" one, which you definitely did not speak about on a previous episode, um, I'm gonna yeah. go with Han calling the force a bunch of mumbo jumbo. I love that. Another that's great, a great one. The Force Awakens Easter egg. Mine was someone help me with this giant hairy thing <laughs> from Kira. Yes, that was. I think amazing. I put. Did, did I put both of these Kira ones on here? Yeah. What? Who else would have written in all caps about Spider Mall on the goddamn outline? Okay, I know that one was <laughs> me, but the other one. Yes, I think it was you. Because we, she literally said, "Someone help me with this giant hairy thing." Which I, is, I loved it. That's a fin. Mm-hmm. And it's I very think very I good. A good one. Yeah. Kate. Um. Hmm. Oh, it's probably when they call his speeder a piece of junk. It's <laughs> like, why are you always driving a piece of junk? So true. Oh, or or this one is even on the list. But he was he was he's looking around um, the shitty. I think it's the shitty Caldana ship, and he's like, oh, when I get my own ship, I'm going to treat it better than this. And I was just like, ha ha. That is a lie. <laughs> Bitch, you won't. Nope. Bitch lie. Nope. Um, I also wanted to point out that um, at one point they're uh, eating eel skewers in Kira's hideout, which made me laugh because um, back when we, at some point when we were discussing Solo, we were talking about the deleted scenes. And one and one of them um, that was, I think, cl- quite clearly a Lord Miller bit that got edited out was... Um, Han basically having and like him and Kira hiding in a barrel full of eels as they try to escape from Corellia, and there's just and he's just like, "Oh, Kira, did you just ask my leg?" And it was like literally an eel trying to eat his dick. So, <laughs> oh, oh boy, it's sure, a bad that's scene. Fine. I'm really yeah. glad that got cut. It was bad. Cool. All right, cool, that's all cool, I got. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so then do we want to go through the list? Yeah, yeah. Chris, you go through the list. Chris, oh, tell okay. us the ones that we didn't say and speak into the microphone. Hang on, I'm adjusting my microphone so I can actually see the screen. Jesus Lord. Um, so on the Han side, I never ask myself that question until I've actually done it. Classic Han. What? No, that's a, that's a thing he stole, he stole from Sulo. Oh, does Sulo say that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that now. Um, the fake story about Han's family. with That's the prince thing. Okay, I didn't actually realize that was an Easter. I guess I read it. Um, Han having a bad feeling about this classic classic han and his feelings um the whole part where han doesn't like to know the odds <laughs> um telling tool that he looks great which as <laughs> of course you look great to chewy for being 180 years old um he also enjoys being a scoundrel yeah, so like somebody calls him that, and he's like, I, he, he like pretends to be offended, but actually he's just like, hey, 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 I'm really cool now. <laughs> Who are you called, Scruffy? Han's oh, so soft. I know. Um, 
And then Kira. Oh, this is another really good one that I'm surprised nobody already said out loud. It's, but uh, this is my second favorite. Kira's walk casual line. <laughs> I love that so. I literally like to put the book down. I was like, Chris, I'm gonna throw this book across the room, except that I won't because I love it. <laughs> so, so good. good. Also, do we think the shield generators for the Death Star or Tie Tech or? I assumed it was for the Death Star. I don't think it was though, because the whole point of it was that it could work on small ships. Hmm. Like so, you like a maybe... Tie Defender. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I wonder. I'm not sure. Yeah. Someone asked Thrawn. <laughs> Great. I'll just call him up. It'll be fine. Great. Do it. He's blue. <laughs> Great. They have phones. In Thrawn. <laughs> Blue people have phones. It's known. It is known. <laughs> it's, it's canon. Anyway, all right, let's end it there. Thank you all for listening to episode ninety-three. Oh, hi, pork chop. Of oh, hi, pork the Book Wars pod. Uh, pork chop is here, blessing us with his presence. Uh, He's hydrating. Drink water, everybody. Yeah, right. No, no kidding, bud. No kidding. Uh, thank you for putting up with this even more disastrous than usual episode as we uh, podcast from a disaster area and. <laughs> Kristen channels her rage um but next episode we're going to be uh a few weeks next episode's going to be a few weeks from now kate and i are moving uh so we're going to be off the air for a few weeks we are going to try and record some bonus content before we leave on vader immortal and then Kristen and miranda might do something while we're out as well and then so Chris you will record a whole podcast where he isn't talking to the mic but i'll put that out i'm literally talking to the mic right now right now the entirety of this whole bit I've been talking I have not moved oh boy. Right poor now. job <laughs> oh my god anyway uh, next episode when we get back to our regularly scheduled programming um, we're going to be d- diving into Dooku Jedi Lost the audio original by Kevin Scott uh, we're going to be going through the first half of that story the uh, start of it through chapter 13 uh, and then in the meantime hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod, BookWarsPod at gmail.com if you want to email us, and rate, review, and subscribe to the to us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It is the best way for others to discover this trash fire, and <laughs> you all you all want that. You know you do. Uh, search your feelings. I mean, if you have to suffer, then why shouldn't your friends suffer? Exactly. You know That's what I always say. Um, in the meantime, if you are so inclined and have the means, please donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. It really does help us with our hosting and production costs and has been directly responsible for our improved audio quality in the last few episodes. Uh, so please do uh, give to us there. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design. For Kate, Kristen, and Miranda, I'm Chris. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Wars pod. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, Porkchop. No, it wasn't that shirt, Chris. I don't know what that shirt was. Well, How many shirts have you asked me about? <laughs> oh my god. We have learned from this podcast that some of us have better memories than others of us. <laughs> uh, we already knew that, hon. So we don't appreciate being attacked like this. Oh my god. We, the royal we.